Hey, everybody, before we get into the show, we have a major earth-shattering massive announcement. Nikki? Yes, it is that time again, Pete Wright. Our monthly planning membership is open for enrollment. GPS stands for Guided Planning Sessions, if you don't know already. We've worked really hard here at Take Control ADHD to provide you with a service that not only gives you ideas and strategies on how to plan your day and your week, but it also provides time and space for you to do the work and not just by yourself, but with others who understand and support you. We meet every Monday and Thursday, and there are three different sessions for each day that you're invited to attend. We are dedicated to making this membership to be one that is transformative in the way you think about planning and taking control of your time and schedule. There are so many benefits to the GPS membership, so please be sure to visit our website at takecontroladhd.com slash GPS. Enrollment is open now through May 8th. Thank you for your time and attention, and I hope to see you soon. On with the show. everybody, and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on Rashpixel.fm. I am Pete Wright, and I am here with Nikki Kinzer. Hello, Nikki. Hi. Oh, my gosh. I just what? saw your follow-up, and now yes. I'm sad. Yeah. Well, no, don't be sad. Let me... We'll, we'll get... Don't be sad. Don't be okay. pretty sad. All right. I'll just be quiet, and you okay. do the intro. <laughs> okay. We'll do. We'll get to to why you may be sad, but it's okay. It's okay. Uh, it's so, how are you? Are you okay? Well, not really. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I feel like now we need to tell people why, but before we do that, uh, <laughs> head over to TakeControlADHD.com and get to know us a little bit better, and, and I don't know. Maybe help Nikki. Help Nikki feel better about the world. You can listen to the show right there on the website. You can subscribe to the mailing list. We would love it if you'd subscribe to the mailing list right there on the homepage and uh, get an email each week when we have new episodes. Connect with us on Twitter or Facebook at Take Control ADHD and call us at 503-664-4ADD. We would love to hear your thoughts. Okay, follow up. I got a word from uh, listener Johanna, who uh, gave me some follow-up from our uh, Christmas episode. We had this Christmas uh, gift-giving episode, right? Our holiday gift guide. Do you remember that? Of course. She writes in with a link to a consumer recall. 80,000 rock salt lamps have been recalled due to electric shock and fire hazard. These were primarily sold at Michael's stores and on uh, a few on Amazon. When I say a few, it is Amazon. So, you know, take that with a, dare I say, large lump of salt. Um, (gasps) It is. Did you see what I did there? That was awesome. See, I took bad news and made it funny. And cliche at the same time. So here's the deal. Uh, I checked. I I checked. uh, We love salt, rock salt lamps. This is not all rock salt lamps. And in fact, if you still love the rock salt, you can just take the lamp out and toss it. And I don't know if you can get a replacement just lamp, but the salt is still a lovely uh, uh, item. Um, But these particular items, and you'll see them in the link of the show notes. You can uh, click on that and see if the uh, if the lamps that you have have are subject to this particular recall. They all look the same. So look at the model numbers very closely to see and where if do you find the model number? Suspect. I don't have the it's, box it's on anymore. The, it's on the bottom of the lamp itself. Oh, I checked okay. ours. These are the, the the picture it shows these Lumiere rock salt lamps uh, and and we actually didn't get the Lumiere model when we ordered ours. So I I um I don't know what to say. Um 
other than check your model. You don't want to burn your house down. These are great oh my lamps, gosh. but That's not awful. the ones that burn your house down. Right. I know. No. Oh, but man. It is, the lucky thing is it's a recall, which means you can get a new one. Right. I mean, it's just a pain in the rear, but it's yeah. not as long as your house is not burned down yet. You know, you can oh, fix it. I'm so bummed. I love I, my salt lamp. You can still love your salt lamps. And you okay. know what? I'll bet your I'll bet yours aren't even the ones. I'll bet yours not. are fine. I'm going to yeah. check them. You should check them. You want well, me to hold? I should. Yeah. No. No. Right. I'll do it after <laughs> okay. the show. <laughs> I have another bit of follow-up. Uh, and this comes in from Larry. This is immediate follow-up. He just sent this email. Larry, thank you so much. Uh, although, uh, so so Larry was listening to episode 204. 204 of this very show. And that was back in uh, 2015, May. I think we decided May 2015. It was a digital episode uh, about getting your routines in order. And one of the recommendations I made back then was a funky little app called Daily Routine, the Daily Routine app. Uh, and that is no longer available. After four years, Daily Routine is on hiatus. Uh, and uh, the developer, uh, Jason, has a nice note on his website, uh, but uh, he's just not able to uh, to make it financially viable for him. Very sorry to hear that. And if I may, this is why people, please pay for the apps that you love. Don't just go for the free stuff. Pay for the apps that you love because this is what happens. Uh, independent developers who make great things, if we don't go pay for the stuff, they can't make the stuff. Right, and uh, right. so there you go. That's my my call to action there. Um, today's topic actually comes in from a listener as well. Yes. 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 Tell us about I it. I love this. Well, you know, first of all, before we talk about it, I just want to say to the listeners out there, if you have a question or a topic that you want us to talk about, please let us know because that's exactly what this uh, woman did. Her name is Liz. And, you know, we're making a show out of it. So yeah. um, I just want to encourage other people to to do that because we, we want to talk about what you want to hear. <laughs> so yeah, right. um, anyway, well, do you want to, you, you read so well why don't you uh, why don't I you will read, read it? it let me yeah. introduce it so liz once again thank you this is liz uh writing in her question i am hoping you could do a podcast about becoming a parent with add i'm getting married in may and then my fiance and i are hoping to try and have kids i'm excited to have kids but everything about becoming a parent seems like it could be a disaster for someone with add i know taking my medication and getting enough sleep are so important but i won't be able to take my medication or have any control over my sleep schedule i'll need to be able to keep my job and i'm concerned about that i would love your advice on this major transition oh such a huge question it where is. would you like to start oh boy Yes, I thought about that. I've thought about where do you start with this? And, uh, you know, I actually had a couple of different ways I was going to start. And then I just decided to kind of read a little bit in between the lines of what I'm hearing or what I think I'm hearing her ask or what mm -hmm. some of her concerns are. And what I'm definitely seeing is some anxiety, right, around having mm -hmm. children um, and being a parent with ADHD. And immediately when I see that or, or read it, I think, okay, there's a limiting belief here going on um, that she's already thinking that this could be a disaster, and so if she's listening and anybody else that's in this type of situation, I would want to know a little bit more about where that belief is coming from um, and what's making her come to that assumption so quickly. Right. 
you know, um, because there's many parents, including yourself, Pete, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who have ADHD and, and have great families and, and it's not a disaster. Part of, part of what is in this, and I know when you're in it and it feels like, first of all, getting married is a big yeah. thing. That is a big, hairy thing to figure out how to live with somebody else in a spousal relationship. And then, you know, this this unknown future, I mean, the way she says it, I'm hoping to try to have kids. Like, there is that that is a future horizon that is, at this point, so unknown. So everything seems bigger when it's that far in the distance, right? Right, right. Um, and, and so uh, there are there are two pieces going to this. First of all, you're not going to be alone in this mm-hmm. process, right? Mm-hmm. You are married. You are going to have a spouse. Hopefully it is well vetted by you and your family. Mm-hmm. You're not marrying some crazy stranger off the street. Uh, don't marry strangers off the street. Uh, and and so That's you, our you, advice. You're right. That's our <laughs> advice. Please don't marry yeah. strangers and then have children with them. You're right. <laughs> uh, please stop doing that. Um, this is, uh, you're not alone. You have a partner. You have somebody who is who is there to help you to carry some of the load when you can't. And, and when you have to find focus, when you have to find sleep, you have somebody you can kick out of bed to go, you know, take on that midnight load. You have somebody who can help you when you're feeling stressed about, uh, about, you know, feeling on the edge of not taking your medication or feeling like you are, you're, you're out of control. And so that's the first and, and I think biggest point that I would like to make is don't, don't carry this transition alone. The weight of it is too big. And uh, if you are clear and open about your feelings with your partner, um, then things will be much easier and it'll be, you'll, you'll feel it. You'll feel the weight lift. So that's my first point. What do you think? I think that's, that's a great point. And to add on to that, I would suggest really just focusing on the upcoming wedding and being in the moment of experiencing that time of her life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, I live with anxiety, so I understand how quickly it can happen where you, ex- you know, you jump to the worst case scenario, you jump ahead too far into the future, but I would really encourage her to just enjoy the, this time that she has right now, because that is such a wonderful and magical time in, in our lives too. And you don't want that to be less, you know, less than what it can be because you're worrying about something else. Um, but I also have to tell you, you know, it's just so ironic to me how things kind of come into my universe because I just worked with a client who was in this exact same situation. She was already married and and was expecting a baby and she had all of the same concerns that Liz had. And, um, so, you know, just to sort of, jump into the future a little bit um when the right when it is the right time to put your energy towards this mm-hmm. I, you know i think that there are some things that you can do and and pete the first thing is look for that support i mean that yeah. you're right on i mean you've got a husband you you know hopefully have friends and family that are surrounding you and and really get that support and reach out so you can kind of calm some of those um fears or or concerns that you might have yeah that it's so huge it's so huge and we forget right we forget that we're you know we're going into this with it because we're used before you get married before you're in a long-term sort of serious relationship and you you make that pivot to realize okay uh it you know it turns out i'm not actually alone uh Mm -hmm. and and i can count on this other person to do things that normally i would feel like i'd have to do myself before you make that transition it's really hard because our habit all our lives all our adult lives anyway uh, is is to fend for yourself right if i right 
right. if I have to do something stressful, I have to do it by myself. And and so it's hard to turn that around and re- and you know remember. Oh gosh, I can I I, I can ask I can ask mm-hmm. for help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I also think that there's a huge support system out there too of other mothers um, and parents who have ADHD. And so, you know, again, when the time is right, you can always look out for or look for that type of support too. Because I know, especially when my babies were young, and I remember calling your wife, um, Pete, right. <laughs> and talking <laughs> to her because, you know, your daughter is a little bit older than my oldest son. And, mm-hmm. you know, oh my gosh, this isn't working. You know, am I doing something wrong? And it's like, we, we depend on each other as, as moms and parents to help each other out, whether you have ADHD or not, that transition to parenthood is, is, is weird. Yeah. Right. I mean, I can't say it's difficult. Some of it is, some of it is so joyful. It's just a surreal experience. And so, you know, I think reaching out to other people, even strangers, but you know that they're, they have ADHD, you can find support groups online and, and that kind of thing, you know, definitely look into that too. Cause I just, I had a lot of comfort in knowing that, Hey, you know what? My baby did the same thing, yeah, right, right. <laughs> you know, you're not doing anything wrong. Totally. Um, and then one point too, that I want to talk about is this particular client that I worked with um, last year, she also had to stop taking her medication because of her pregnancy, and that was a huge concern for her. And uh, one of the things that that we did was we did coach together um, during that time. So if you um, have that as an available resource, you know, coaching can definitely help to get you through that time where you're not taking meds and help you mm-hmm. organize your, your days and your weeks and all of that. But it's also really important to pay attention to the other ways that you manage your ADHD. Um, and, and with that, I mean, you know, not only eating well for the baby and, you know, being pregnant, but just eating for your ADHD, making sure you're eating the right stuff and exercising and all of those things that, that help you, all of your strategies and tools that maybe you didn't need as much when you were on the medication. Now you really Mm -hmm. need to rely on. So, you know, use your reminders, use your lists, use your husband to to remind you of things. Um, all of those things are really going to come into play to make it an easier, um, you know, nine months. Well, and that's, that's important too. you know, the, the pregnancy and immediately after the pregnancy, I, I love that you said, use your husband to remind you of things that, <laughs> that it turns out is, is really helpful. And, um, I, okay. So I'm, I'm not a mother. I did not carry a bit. So I didn't go through the process and I know that there are things that go on in the process, like emotional things, hormonal things, everything's crazy, right? For, yeah, for yeah. nine months and after it's just, it, it is just crazy and unpredictable. And some people, for some people it's very, it's smooth sailing for some people. It's very stressful. I can't comment on that. What I can comment on in this case is leaning on your husband to remind you of things in a way that other tools and technologies and systems cannot, right? Mm-hmm. There is something very special about being able to say, uh, you know, husband, I need you to remind me to, um, you know, take my vitamins in the morning 
And your husband's going to be able to kind of read the room and know exactly how to remind you to take your vitamins, right? And I'm just using that as an example, but if you're feeling frayed and at your wit's end, if an alarm goes off and says, take your vitamin, you might throw your phone out the window. Right. But your husband might just bring you a glass of water and the vitamin and not even remind you of anything. It's just suddenly you've taken it and it's magical. You won't remember you took it. There, There is something to that. So this process, count on humans to yes. support you, whether it's your, you know, your family, your mother or father, your sisters and brothers, count on family to support you uh, in a way that sometimes technology feels a little bit cold and, and disconnected. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I agree. And, and, you know, and I think that something else that, that I know I did with my particular client is nesting is common, right? At when you're, well, you may not know that, but oh, yeah. when, no, it is. when you're For fathers pregnant, too. No, it's a thing. yeah, it is. I mean, nesting is very common. You know that this baby is coming and you want to get ready for it. And, uh, and so I think at that point too, not only looking at the support that you need, but really, you know, doing an evaluation of what resources do I I need to need to have what do I need to do to get this room ready what you know and really having someone help you kind of plan and prioritize those things and break them down so that they're mm-hmm. not so overwhelming and that's the biggest thing I, I would say for somebody with ADHD it's overwhelming anyway and then like you said, you're seeing all these big picture things and it's just like, oh man, that, you know, that's not the time that you need to like break or shut down, but you're shutting down. So kind of being prepared that that might happen and having somebody help you. Okay. You know, the first thing we're going to do is, is this step with the nursery and maybe it's just simply painting, but you don't have to have everything yet. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like just really breaking it down because those hormones, and this is what I was telling the guy that I was working with. I mean, they are so real. I mean, when it is, and like you said too, Pete, it's unpredictable. I mean, you just don't know when all of a sudden you're going to start crying. And so, (laughs) you know, um, but I, I do think that that's something that, you know, you can do to kind of make yourself feel a little bit better and a little bit more in control of the situation is kind of plan for that and, and break those nesting duties down. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, but you know, and, and I guess I'm sure there's so much more you can add parent or parent Pete, Pete is the parent. Um, so, I mean, anything else, I mean, cause you, you live this, I mean, this is, this is, your life. I mean, what yeah. else would you want to let her know? Or, well, or just... I, I, you know, I go back to the medication uh, piece and the, and the bit that you, you already brought up about, um, you know, lists and reminders and tools and strategies. I, I can't, I feel like we can't stress that enough because mm-hmm. when you're on the medication, that is one solution. It's sort of a, it, it's one uh, path that helps you deal with a whole bundle of challenges, right? It, it helps you keep your focus. It helps you keep your attention. It helps you, uh, you know, helps you keep your energy regulated. What, whatever it's doing for you, it's helping you with a whole bundle of things. And when you turn it off, uh, the, there is additional anxiety, I think, that comes with having to figure out, oh my God, how many other strategies do I have to employ to make up for everything that the medication helped me with? 
Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. So you need to, you, in general, you may need to come up with a different solution for a number of different challenges that you face. And so uh, be, just be aware, be taking notes, like while you are still on your medication, while you're getting married, evaluate your life, do an audit, of, uh, you know, keep a journal with you, keep a, a you know, some sort of a, a, of a notebook with you, something that you can keep with you all the time. And when you, when you have a thought, when you have an experience that says, gosh, I, I don't think I would be able to handle this as well without the medication. I wouldn't be able to sit through this meeting. I wouldn't be able to sit through this planning session with the wedding coordinator. I wouldn't be able to do X, Y, Z. Write it down because you're going to need to remember these experiences so that in the future you can come up with a tool that will help you uh, accommodate it. The other stress is that we haven't mentioned, and this is the one that, that weighs on me to this day, and my kids are now, you know, teenagers, is that I live under the constant agonizing fear that I have given my kids my brand of ADHD. And mm. that is a, uh, and, and in one case, I, I you know, I, my, my daughter lives with ADHD as well. I, we're, our son is, you know, we're, we're considering an uh, assessment for him. And I, that is, um, that's the way to the world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and so the the thing that, that I have to tell myself every day to this day after all these years is um, it, it, it's genetic. It's not my fault. Mm-hmm. It's not my fault. Mm-hmm. And, and well, that's, a heavy, that's a heavy thing to think about. It it's is. Not your, whatever happens when you become a parent, whatever happens with your, your child is not your fault. You can't yeah. control it. It's totally out of your control. All you can do is model good behavior from mm-hmm. the earliest days. And, mm-hmm. and that's why it's so important to get all your ducks in a row now. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's interesting you bring that up because that was one of the fears of my client too. And and that was what she feared is that what if, what if my child has ADHD? What if they have to, you know, deal with all of these things that I have to deal with? And, and I think, you know, I love how you said I could, you know, all I can do is be a great model. It's not my fault you know, remembering that. And the other thing that I told her and I would tell you, Pete, is that, gosh, I mean, they're lucky to have you as a parent because you're going to get them. You're going to understand them and you're going to be their biggest uh, advocate. And so, you know, when they're going through school or they're going through a tough time, you're going to get that. You're going to really, you know, have their back. And I just think that that's a great thing. And, um, you know, being able to be, like you said, that yeah. kind of model for them. Well, and and that's an interesting thing too. I think that that even between my wife and and myself, you know, we have that sort of experience together. Where I, I that's an area that I relate to certainly our daughter more than she mm-hmm. does, and so we're mm-hmm. able to have a different kind of balanced relationship with our kids. And 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 we certainly would not have that, I don't think, if I hadn't you know been through my own experiences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Heavy. Well, it's a little heavy. It, it is a little heavy, but I think it's a great topic, and I'm so glad that she she wrote in. And um, you know, on parting words, I just want to tell her to enjoy the journey that is ahead of her. Have faith that everything is going to be okay. It might be messy, it might be chaotic and unpredictable, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly won't be boring. <laughs> right. um, and honestly, when I talk to parents, um, you know, cause th- this is definitely an issue for many people. 
And, and a lot of people will feel guilt, uh, you know, about a lot of different things. I always ask, you know, do your kids know that you love them? And, and yeah, of course they do. I tell them every day, then, you know what, all that other stuff, it doesn't matter because the only thing that really matters is the love is the connection, you know, between you and your child. And, and that's it. That's all that matters. So, um, hopefully we've, you know, shed some light for and anybody else that might be thinking about this. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, and I would just say as heavy as it is and as kind of emotional as I feel about the whole conversation, yeah. it's, it's a really good thing. It's a really yeah. good thing. And, and it it's is. so, it's so brief. It is such a short part of your life and a short part of their childhood. Like the way you think about like having kids, oh my gosh, before you've had kids, like I, and uh, you know, for those who have two kids, I'm sure you relate to this, right? The first kid, everything is huge. It's big. And of course they're never going to sleep and you're going to be up all night. And, and then you get through it and you realize that that period where they don't sleep is really short and you've survived and it's <laughs> and and suddenly you have uh, somebody who's walking around and then they're able to talk to you and then they're uh, you know walking themselves to the bus stop like it happens so fast that that really you d- don't don't fret this stuff this is this is the short game being scared about how your medication is going to react with being a mother uh, that's the short game and right, it, it's right. going to be over before you even have time to blink i promise <sighs> It does. It goes by so fast. Yeah. People tell you that and you're like, yeah, right. Whatever. Yeah, you're a, clearly you're an idiot and don't understand what time <laughs> means. And then you go through it and realize I am an idiot too. That was so fast. And I wish I could have it back. I wish I could do it again. It was so sweet. They smell so good and I'll never smell that. And now they smell like sweat and emotions. And they roll their eyes at you. <laughs> exactly. And you know nothing. I, well, we, we have teenagers, so we're dealing yeah. with different stuff. But Right. Yeah, that's they're still good. fun and funny and willful and and they're just the best things ever. And so that's just true. celebrate celebrate that. If you say you're you're late to some stuff and you you forget some stuff at the grocery store or you can't focus in a meeting, you know what? You're going to get back. You'll you'll recover. Um, yep. One thing we didn't mention is be clear with your um, we and we talked about this on other episodes uh, when you're asking for support and you need to need to keep your job. That's a point we didn't mention. But talk to your supervisor. Tell them what you are going through. Tell them that. You are normally on medication for ADD, and that you're you have to stop because of a pregnancy, and um, and ask for that support at work. It's okay to do that. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. Yeah. Absolutely. And tell them it's temporary. I'm I've totally you know I'm working on this, but I could use some accommodation, some support, mm-hmm. and start that path. So that's it. That's all. That was my. That's last great. Point. That's my very last point. I'm shutting up now. All right. We're good. Okay. Thanks, everybody, for downloading oh, and listening. Oh, yes. we're not good. No, we're not good. No, make no, us good, Nikki. I have to tell you that next week we're going to have some guests on the show. And oh, yes. this is actually really a good... This is sort of a good like pre-show because our next show is going to be about ADHD and women, um, and we're going to have a couple of guests who are women who you know specialize in ADHD. I'm not going to tell really you who funny. they are. Well, we got but, a couple of guys coming on the show to talk right? about ADHD and women. And women, no, but it's exciting, and and uh, I'm part of something that they're going to be doing here in February. So I'm very excited about that. So anyway, that's like a teaser. <laughs> that's good. That's okay, like an industry good. thing. Yeah. I know. Well right? done. That's right. I went to Hollywood when I was on my vacation. I got some <laughs> tips. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for downloading and listening to the show. Uh, this is, uh, we're, we're off to another great year. That's it. 
Celebrate your strengths. Thanks, everybody. On behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright. We'll catch you next week with all the women (laughs) on here taking control the ADHD podcast.